When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Trot's Life. It is owner of the week time and after Sunday at Stall, it was going to be no other person other than Kristen Patching. Kristen, how are you firstly and uh, whereabouts are you today? Uh, Yeah, I'm wonderful, Toby. I'm still on a bit of a high from Sunday. Um, I'm actually lucky enough to work from home, so I'm sitting at home at the moment in front of my work computer with do not disturb on everything. <laughs> <laughs> What's and where is home? Uh, I live in Morong in, in the town. Ah, very good. So your harness racing journey, it obviously starts in the family. Many people would know your father Trevor. So is that where it started or is there a, is there grandparents and how many generations does it go back? Yeah, so it goes back one more than that. Um my grandfather And my uncle and a friend went over to the yearling sales in Adelaide in the late 60s, I think it was, and bought a horse. And that horse was Trio's Choice, who was a champion. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, they they got him. And uh, because he was good, then, of course, the whole family got into it. So that was, yeah, that's that's where it starts. Um, So then my uncle's. Uh, I had Ronnie, who who passed away about 15 years ago. He had horses. My uncle Kevin, Uncle Billy, and then Dad, um, all trained horses. Yeah, and all drove. So yeah, <laughs> was born into it. You're well and truly born into it. You didn't have much chance, did you? Really? <laughs> no, not really. No. <laughs> uh, mid, I, I could go back to one of your dad's horses in the 80s, but I'm not even 100 percent sure you were born in. Uh, 1986. Uh, so. I was born in 1986, so I wouldn't have, I won't remember <laughs> it, but I'm probably aware of the horse. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we'll leave that one go. But uh, Super Boot, I was only about, oh, maybe 14 or 15 at this age, and uh, he was a really, really nice horse. And I, I would have thought that probably if you were born in 1986, so you're what, eight or nine when Super Boot comes along? And I wouldn't be surprised this was the first horse you really fell in love with. Uh, no, a little bit before that. But, um, yeah, I was I was well and truly driving fast work at this stage. <laughs> really? Started very young, yes, yeah. Um, there was a horse who was a, a nice, handy horse called Hazim. And we all learnt to drive on Hazim. My brothers and I all learnt to drive on him. And he won seven races. He was a nice, just a great little horse. Yeah. Um, so he was probably, you know, his stable name was Harry, and he was probably the first horse that I really fell in love with. Um, but, yeah, Superboot was, I think, actually the first time that Dad realised Superboot had a lot of ability was him working against Hazim one day. So same same era, Um but yeah, super he was he was really special. Um, just terrible legs. He just had terrible tendon problems. But you know, he was he was something really special. And st- 
still to this day, I've never sat behind a horse like him. It, I I do a bit of research when I go into these things, as you probably well know, and you see someone like Trevor who's been in the sport for a long time, and you think to yourself, most would think, you know, he's never had a really good horse, but then you see a horse like Superboot. He had eight starts as a two-year-old, won four races, won a size semi-final and beat uh, all Benz in that race, who a lot of people would know all Benz. He had two starts as a, two, as a three-year-old, won them both, and only had one more career start, so... And often that happens. You find a horse like that who had super ability and, and just didn't have the luck with the constitution in the legs. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, he was, and he had, he wasn't very tractable in those early starts as a two-year-old. So, you know, there was a lot of excuses as to why he didn't win um, some <laughs> of those races. Yeah. Um, one of them was actually he comes second by about a head to Denver Gift at Mooney Valley as a two-year-old before the sires dad decided to take him down because we thought he was you know something pretty good so took him down for a run and he ran into Denver Gift <laughs> and they were both very similarly bred they were both by Muckley Strike out of Kentucky Mares and they looked yeah. very similar yeah. but Denver Gift had strong legs and went on to you know win everything and and Super Boot was odds on favorite for the Vic Bread finally got fit there was a bit of a bit of issue because he got severely checked in his heat in his semi-final that he won. Um, so he didn't quite run as well as he could have in that final, but um, yeah, was was right up there with all Ben's Denver gifts. So that that crop of horses, yeah, he would have been something really special. He was just just bad legs, unfortunately. So watching Denver Gift's career probably was a little bit bittersweet in a way because you would have been so happy for Bruce and Val. They're the best people on the planet, Nelly. But in the, on the on the flip side, you would have just looked at Superboot each time and thought, that could have been you, you know. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, And, you know, it went on. He had the tendon problem and then we went mm. up to, we moved the family up to Queensland and he was a week off racing up there, you know, oh. gave him all the spell and brought him up. And it was like, do we nominate him this week or do we race the next week? And no, we'll give him one more week. And he broke down that week before he was set to set to return. So, yeah, poor old poor old striker. We called him striker. He had a rough life. He was, you know, it was his first, the mum's first foal, and my mum was up bottle feeding him as a foal. And yeah, so <laughs> he had quite the story, old, old super boot. But yeah, he was he was definitely the one that. If he had have held up, he would have been something. Yeah. Uh, there was. A, so you went to Queensland. The whole family went to Queensland for that period. What was that? Late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. So we moved up in ninety eight and moved back down in two thousand four. So yeah, six years. It was. It was a good time. Um, we had a, a nice property just outside of Brisbane, and it actually had a separate house on it. So. Um, like Peter Manning and Andy Gath, when they'd bring horses up, they'd come and stay and, you know, they had their own little house and, and would stay at our property. We, you know, we had a lot of visitors from Victoria that would come up and stay there and, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, that would have been. You had a good little horse that period too that won a pale-faced Adios Classic, Wally Bunter. Yes, yes. Wally's actually who I had my first race drive on too. So Wally was another one of those special horses and... He's actually still alive. He's still kicking. Um, once he retired, he went to Caitlin Guppy and she showed him for a while. Hmm. Um, yeah, and we were just speaking to her a couple of months ago at, at, at the races and she said, yeah, he's still, you know, he's retired, obviously. She doesn't ride him anymore, but he's still lo- loping around the paddock. So, yeah, Wally was a nice horse. 
I'll touch on your driving career. And when I you said, uh, how do you want to do this? I said, over the phone. <laughs> Phony was my first winner, yeah, yeah. I was a bit of a gimme, you know. There's only four horses in it, and it was a restricted meeting, and he had a fair bit on them. So <laughs> At, it was Wedderburn at Charlton. Let's not get into into that into that dynamics. There was a field of twelve. It was a derby like field at Charlton. You you had to were, weave through traffic. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Land in front. <laughs> so, so, but more to the point, though. Um, over the phone at his previous three starts or three of his four, he'd run three placings and your brother drove him on all three of those occasions for those placings. You jumped on board and got the win. Was there a little bit of uh, niggle in the car on the way home? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, don't think, oh. I didn't actually remember that. I remember him telling me because I think he drove him later that week, that same week. And I remember him telling me on the way that I shouldn't drive. You know, it was pretty like, he should just win this race. And I remember him telling me, don't, don't, you know, give him too hard of a run. And, of course, I, I got excited and got in front and, and <laughs> ran along a fair bit. <laughs> and then he was flat later in the week and your brother went no good on him. <laughs> I don't actually remember the follow-up, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, we might get a text in here shortly from a Joel. Um <laughs> So, so he only drove three winners, and you drove four. So that that might come up as well, does it? Every so often, that that one does because I drove, I drove two winners in my first seven drives, and I thought, oh yeah, you know, I I, I can do this. This is great. And then it took me about two and a half years to win my next race. But yes, I did get four, and he only got three. That does still get brought up. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Who was the first horse that was your horse that you owned? Was that Need a Bit of Speed? Uh, so I leased her. She was probably the first horse that was in my name. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> there was a little horse in Queensland called Need a Bit of Magic, which obviously oh, yeah. named Need a Bit of Speed after. Um, and Madge was, oh, look, she would have struggled to be 14 hands. She was the smallest horse racing in Queensland at that time. Um so, you know, she was actually a, a sister to Superboot, um, but she never grew very tall and, and she didn't have a, a great amount of ability. But mum and I used to, you know, go off to Rockley on a Saturday afternoon and <laughs> and take need, need a bit of magic. And she was probably my first, the first horse that, like, I had a lot to do with. I trained, you know, and I'd go to the races and dad would be at home getting ready for Albion Park and... Mum and I would go off to, to Rockley and, yeah, so it was probably Need a Bit of Magic was the first horse that was, quote-unquote, my horse. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it's interesting that she was a little mare because there, there seems a bit of a... Uh... <laughs> A bit of a theme through the horses that you've owned, and oh, I don't know if they're all mares, but Manu had 63 starts for one win. Uh, Soars had 24 starts for five wins. Yolani uh, had about 20-odd starts for you guys for just the one win. So they haven't been superstars, have they? No, 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 no. Unfortunately, I haven't got a superstar, but I, I, I've started to step into the breeding side of things, so hopefully there's one coming up, but it's always the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who are you breeding from and who are you breeding to? Uh, yeah, so I've got... Dad and I have gone into a... She's a Soho Tribeca out of a mare, another little mare called Pippa 1-2. Oh, yeah? 
um, who was a lovely little mare, but once again had a lot of leg problems, um, but just had the best attitude, just wanted to work, wanted to wanted to race. Um, and, and she's she's lovely. She's she's nearly a yearling now, but she's been broken in, and she's she's a very nice type. Um, and I've got one same thing. Dad and I have gone halves in a a, um, a foal, so she's out of Arbit Serena by Raging Bull, who's a Christian Cullen. Yeah, yep. Sire, yeah. And then we've sent Waiting for You Away for her first foal this year, and Pippa one two, and they've both gone back to Soho Tribeca. He's having a good little dabble at the uh, breeding, that is for sure. So that's very good. <laughs> what What do you do for a job? You said everything's been put on hold. So what do you do for a job? And uh, give it a plug if you need be. <laughs> yeah, so I work for a company called APM Animal Health. Um, so the company owns about 75 vet clinics around Australia. Yeah. Um, and I work in IT support. So um, if you're at the vet, and you're, you're getting something done to your dog and the vet can't find a, a consultation or something to, to um, invoice you for, they'll, they'll give me a call and I'll jump into their system and fix it all up. And, yeah, so that's what I do. When, when did Abby Lincoln come, a, come along? How did that all come about? Yeah, so uh, Dad does some breaking and pre-training. So... In a year, we'd have somewhere between, say, 10 and 15 yearlings come through the stable at various times. Um, and at the time, he was doing some breaking and pre-training for Phil Walters and Mary Jane Mifsud. Yep. Um, so, yeah, she came along into the stable as a breaker. Um, I got sucked in straight away because she's a pretty little horse with a pretty little head. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, she got There's broken in and then... <laughs> and then she went home and then she came back for a second preparation and I thought, oh, I really like this horse. And then she went home again and then she came back for a third preparation and then I said to Dad, can we ask if we can buy this horse? You know, she goes along quite nicely. She She's well balanced. She seems like she's just going to go even though she's only small. Um, so we asked if they wanted to sell and, oh, they sort of hummed and hard and, and put a price tag on her that I just couldn't afford. So, oh... Sadly, I'll put her back on the float and she goes back to their place. And she went back and she misbehaved. <laughs> yeah. She, she wouldn't stay on the track for them. She would just run off the track. And so, you know, she came back to Dad's again. And I'm like, at that stage, I was like, I can't let this horse go again. Like, she just keeps coming back. This feels a little bit like she's meant to be here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I spoke to Dad again and we said, okay, well, let's see if we can round up some owners, you know. Um, so the first call you make, you know, is uh, to Darren. So Darren is my, Darren Carroll is my cousin. Yep. Um, so Dad called him and he said, yeah. That's so between that... him and me and Dad, we had enough money to buy her. So that's how she ended up in our stable. I'm not, I'm not sure Darren uh, has the word no in his vocabulary, so you were pretty safe there with Darren, I reckon. <laughs> we're very, very lucky, very lucky. Yeah, he's a great man, as you well know, and uh, I'm pretty good mates with him, and I've stitched him up a beauty today on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but uh, you'll probably get there and see it. So he's still celebrating somewhere this win of Abby Lincoln, and that's what the image is of. But it's a much younger version of Darren. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, now, uh, So Abby then 
as a two-year-old, heads off to the trots. And uh, she has a few runs as a two-year-old, a few runs as a three-year-old. And you're running in a horse as like Ultimate Vinny in, in races at Swan Hill, which when you look back upon, uh, she was never going to beat Ultimate Vinny on that occasion. No, no. And, and it was a really good crop. Her first start, like that field was, was a two-year-old filly's maiden, I think, at Bendigo. And yeah. it was during regional racing, like the, the more broader region. And I thought, oh, well, we'll see how she goes. And the horses that have come out of that race, it's just astounding. Um, so, yeah, she it, it was a tough crop. It was not that she ever got to race them, but it was the ladies in red, tough Tilly. It was that yeah. crop of fillies that you know when you've got those ones at the top the decent ones get pushed down to the next level and you know it just went on and on and she just seemed to keep coming up against it but yeah she she snuck a win in after after 12 starts she snuck a win in at, at stall funnily enough she, she's yeah. been past the post first twice and that was both at stall <laughs> but yeah ja- jackie barker and i've used these stats already today has driven 17,708 kilometres to drive Abby Lincoln on 39 different occasions. Uh, she drove she drove all the way to Bendigo, which is 526-kilometre round trip for her first drive on her as a two-year-old to run eighth at, at Bendigo. She drove, uh, she was 101 on that occasion. When she ran uh, at Swan Hill on her second drive on her, she ran third. That's a 710-kilometre round trip. Jackie's dedication to driving and to driving this horse for you guys who, and let's face it, she's she's not a superstar, Abby Lincoln, and you don't have 48 uh, horses contesting Breeders' Crown Finals, but her commitment to doing this is just phenomenal, really. Yeah, yeah, we're so lucky. Like, I think that, that start at Swan Hill, it might have been her only drive there. She came all the it way was, to Swan yeah. Hill. It was, yeah. <laughs> Just to drive Abby. And, you know, she's come to Kilmore a couple of times, which is an, another enormous trip um, to drive her. But, no, Jackie is, she's so fantastic, you know. Um, she will travel to long distances to, to drive um, for Dad, to drive our horses. And, yeah, and she does such a wonderful job with them. And Abby's quite a quirky little horse. Um, she likes to get things her own way and, and doesn't really, you know, will we'll pick a fight if she thinks she can win a fight. So um, to have someone who, who knows her now and knows her little tricks and her little intricacies, yeah, mm. it's invaluable. Jackie's great. Yeah. So time rolls along and there's a Lansfield Cup win in here, but that was a bit different as uh, you got it, uh, after, well, uh, and truly after the race, she was second past the post there, and there becomes a bit of a theme. She runs second all the time, and a series comes up for battling horses, the Golden Gateway, and of course you put her in it. And where did you finish in that heat again? <laughs> <laughs> Toby, she finished third in the first heat. That That's right, at our right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, and then she improved to run second, and. Someone gets on Twitter and says, this horse, if it went in the Inter-Dominion, I reckon it'd run second in the Inter-Dominion heats and final. <laughs> and my mum laughed for two days about that tweet of yours too. <laughs> oh, did she? Oh, good. I'm glad someone, someone's laughing at my jokes. So she's, she's in a long list of three now, your mum, that finds my sense of humour funny. 
Uh, yeah, so it was it was quite funny. Like she ran five seconds in a row, and I think six out of seven seconds, or something like that. Hmm. Um, and everyone's like, "Oh, I wish she'd just win for you." And I, I'm just stoked to to have a horse that's so consistent. You know? Yeah. Um, she's no superstar, as you've said, but she's just she's competitive and she's fun. And if you're not going to have a superstar, you know, it's nice to have a, a little horse like her that she goes out and she's always thereabouts and if she's not there's something wrong so yeah it, it's quite funny that everyone else oh second again second's okay second's better than third <laughs> the the golden gateway and i had some audio you sent one of your co-owners he sent it to me <laughs> um and unfortunately you you're working the horse at the time and i've played around with it for about I don't know, an hour to try and get that background noise out so to be audible for the radio, but I just can't quite get it right. But you talk through the race. You say there's speed. This is the perfect race for her. This is her grand final, and I'll get you to talk. I'll just talk about that for a moment, how good that race set up for her was and what opportunity that gave you, the Golden Gateway. Yeah, so... You know, it's quite funny. We often say, you know, is there a race for this horse at some meeting? And, you know, you joke about the conditions. Oh, yeah, it's for little mares who run second all the time or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, And when I saw this race, it's like five-year-old and older haven't won more than, I think it was four races, have had more than 30 starts. And there was all these conditions. And I'm like, she's just ticking off every box. And, you know, I spoke to a couple of people and they're like, oh, yeah, I would have gone in it, but my horse is only four or, yeah. you know my horse has only had 25 starts or my horse has won five races and not four. So there were so many conditions attached to it. And the fact that it just, like it was just, like it was made for her, uh, you know, I said to dad, yeah, we'll we'll have a go at this one. You know, a nice, nice big nugget at the end. But, you know, it, it's the kind of race that she could be competitive in because she's not racing against horses that have had 200 starts and won 15 races. You know, yeah, yeah. she's racing against horses that also struggled to get past the post first. Yes. Um, so we went to Ararat and she got third and the mile rate was the same as the first heat. And I thought she's a chance of missing out on a final if we just rest on that. And I really wanted to make that final. So we made the long trip to Hamilton just for her. And, and as you rightly pointed out, she got second, which we wanted that top two finish to get into the final. Um, so from there, we, you know, it was just a lead up to that race. And I said to Dad, I don't think I've ever worked so hard to win a race, but it, it's nice to get the result at the end. Like it rained during the week and she's susceptible to hoof abscesses when it rains. Yeah. So I wrapped up her feet so that no mud could get in her feet and she walked around with, with bandages on all of her feet <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. during the week. And just, just little things, you know, we got her blood analysed last week, like last Monday, just to make sure that everything was okay and we got it read by two different vets and you know everyone goes up to the intermediate and i'm sure they do everything like this but to, the, to us this was our grand final this was what we targeted so much for and yeah to get a chance to do that with a horse like abby who's just a little you know consistent low-rated horse it, it's just awesome and i really appreciate you know hrv putting on a, a series like this for horses who don't win all the time and yeah, it's just been the best feeling. You, you've got a bit of breeding to analyse races, and you say in the video, 
I think the twos, uh, the one's got speed, the three's got speed, the four's got speed, the five's got speed, and they'll probably attack each other. And if the tempo goes, Alex Ashwood won't be able to uh, control himself. He'll come around and put more <laughs> speed into it. The field will open up in the last sort of 600 metres, and we should be able to weave a passage. And they're not good horses for a reason. So those ones that have done work will be coming back. And, well, this is our grand final, and everything's right. She's a chance. Well, when you see that video and then watch the race, you'd almost think you'd seen the race before the video. <laughs> Which is funny because when the, when I put the video out, Midnight Dancer was still in it, and he was gonna, she was that horse was gonna be favourite. I thought, um, and I, I thought um, that Tired Wonder would cross, and Midnight Dancer would probably cross it, and I'm Eugene would be in the death, and then. Tired Wonder galloped and I'm yeah. Eugene crossed and we're in the death and I'm like, oh my goodness, she's not a death seat horse. But I'm like, okay, if they slow down, I think Alex Ashwood will come around because he doesn't <laughs> like sitting back in the field. <laughs> I didn't expect him to attack as much as he did, but yeah, it, it set out perfectly. And even during the race, you know, they're turning down the back straight and I thought if we can wait until the top of the back straight, she can probably sprint for that long, but not much longer. And then Shannon came around with Ollie Oddpots and, and went fast. And, yeah. you know, so luckily Jackie, or luckily and a fair bit of skill involved, Jackie managed to get onto her back and, and just sort of wore her down and chased her down. So yeah, it was, it, it kind of worked out as we planned. We we hoped we'd be in the one one, but we didn't expect the horses around us to be where they were. <laughs> but you know, you, you race the same horses over and over again. You get to know them, and same with the drivers. You get to know the the drivers' patterns a little bit. Um, I'm sure if you asked me about a metro race, I would have no idea. But <laughs> because these are the horses that, yeah. that I know and I, I watch. Yeah, I I can usually pick out what's going to happen during a race, but. It, yeah, it was very fortunate that it all worked out for us. Uh, I'll be honest. At the top of the straight, she wasn't going to win that race. I had her down for second for sure. Were you? Did you have that feeling at the top of the straight that she won't run down oddly odd pots and it'll be we'll be having odd pots tonight in commiserations <laughs> of another second? <laughs> well, so it got to the halfway around the last corner and Darren started cheering, and I thought oh, that's a bit early to start cheering. I don't think she's got much chance of running it down. And then at the top of the straight, my dad, who was on the other side of me, started cheering. And I'm like, well, maybe she will. You know, like the more buzz gets around you. And then quarter of the way up the straight, I thought, oh, she's actually, Abby's notorious for not always putting her heart and soul into her races. And I thought, she actually looks like she she wants to win this one. You know, there's... No one around her to distract her. She's only got one horse to chase down. So then I started getting very excited. So it was probably about a quarter of the way up the straight that I thought were a half a chance. But before that, yeah, definitely thought second. It'll be another second. <laughs> I think Darren said he hasn't cheered one like that since you catch him on his first race at Mooney Valley all those years ago. And... You know the number of horses he's been involved in and the races and the levels he's been involved in, but he's been on that journey with you, with this horse, and, you know, you you might have paid a bit of money for her and she hasn't had the grand success that some other horses that Darren's been involved in, but he knew what it meant to you, and, and I think it meant just as much to him as well. Yeah, that's right. You know, it, it's it's so 
nice to be involved with family. Um, mm. You know, it, it, it keeps our family, or it, it helps bond our family as well. Like, you know, dad's brothers will call him and say good luck today or his sisters will text him and say, you know, good luck and, and they're watching and they're cheering and you sort of don't realise how many people are watching and cheering until you actually win that race and then, you know, the messages come in and it's quite overwhelming. But, no, it's really... It's, it means so much more when it's family. It certainly does, and uh, cherish it, absolutely cherish it, because it doesn't last forever, uh, Kristen, that is for sure. That's right, that's right. Mate, thank you so much for sharing your journey and Abby Lincoln's journey. And uh, the race, uh, I think it started out as a notion by stall, and I don't think we could have ever imagined a better winner of the race. I'm sure whoever won it had a similar story, and but we know this one now, and it's a wonderful win, and there'll be a beautiful photo going up on the wall. Congratulations on your win, Kristen. Thank you so much, Toby. Thank you.